everybody and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here and I'm joined by Don as usual. Today we're going to be talking about kind of like a random grab bag of a few ideas. Uh, Easter's just around the corner. It's Saturday as we're recording this, so Easter is tomorrow for us. Uh, Ramadan is also coming up in about a week from now. And uh, yeah, there's just been a few things in the news and stuff that we thought we would chat about if it comes up. So yeah, so we'll get into questions later after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so what are your Easter plans, Don? I'm not much. Just going to have uh, dinner with my uh, parents, and then I, I'm pretty sure we're going to do Zoom again. So we set it up so that like half the table is on one side, and then you have the Zoom, like the laptop open, and then my mm-hmm. sister's family sits on the other side. And uh, I don't know, just pleasant eating together. Cool. Yeah, because we're yeah. on uh, another lockdown now, so. In Ontario, it's another month-long lockdown. I think um, the caseload is up to, I think yesterday was, or today was like 3,000 new cases, which is a very, very high number. So it's a lot of it is like these variants, I guess. And mm. yeah, so I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a joke in some ways, yeah. But And our vaccine uptake is very low because of uh, supplies and whatnot. So I don't know. It's kind of annoying and irritating, but... That's life, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. I think our case numbers are up as well. Uh, but the vaccine distribution and everything is seems to be very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't pay super close attention to this. So sure. I imagine a lot of listeners probably know better than I do. But yeah. Um, yeah. It just seems weird. Like the cases are up. They're not like spiking, but they're not going down. And then the but the vaccine is being rolled out pretty well. So yeah, I think what's maybe happening is a lot of people are feeling overly confident about things and it's kind of like causing numbers to go up. But I don't know that, that there's like there should be a lag on that. Right. So, yeah, I, to say. I feel like a lot of it now here is people uh, I people being put into situations where they sort of have to be there kind of thing, like. Uh, people used to talk a lot about workers getting it and that used to be a, uh, or like students transmitting it to each other. But really most of the deaths were old people, like very old yeah. people. Retirement homes especially. Yeah, yeah, especially. So, and like institutional facilities. Now it seems a lot of them are like Amazon warehouses or, yeah, you know, schools plants. and, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Like any sort of congregation of people that are a bit younger and, so it's interesting, uh, the, uh, you know, and this is after, you know, I think something like 15% of people have gotten at least one shot in Ontario, which means that most super old people should have gotten it already, really. Like that's, that that is pretty, you know, there, I mean, only some, so much of the population pyramid is, you know, uh, super old people. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. So I think that like, it's interesting that you see these huge cases and because the caseload is so high, there's that spillover of a lot of them still are severe cases because of that. And because of the variants, I guess, but like, you know, like I wasn't worried for a few months because uh, most of the cases seemed to be younger people and then the vaccines were coming, but that has not panned out because the caseload is so high. Plus the fact that it's affecting younger people more, and plus that, like, the capacity was all restrained for ICUs and stuff like that. So, I don't know, not good, but, like, uh, 
I don't know. I feel like in the next few months, though, something's going to change in the way that we're approaching this or whatever, like where, you know, like the uptake for, for vaccines will be so high that maybe it will change how people, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out basically by looking at what happens in the United States and then seeing what happens later here kind of thing that we can change. So I don't know. I mean, we, we kind of surround ourselves with contrarians. So there's tons of people that are telling us, you know, that it, even the little reprieve that we get from vaccines might not be complete and might not be long and stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm very suspicious of it. Like I I don't really trust uh, numbers that are coming out. I think there's a lot of financial interest in promoting the idea of like yeah they're great everyone should get them let's get everyone these shots and the the, the, i don't know there's just a lot of uh a lot of reason for that to be fudged and a lot of ability of people to do that and uh you know who knows like we don't know if they're gonna how long the like any immunity that it gives how long that would last you know and then there's the whole issue of variants and all that kind of stuff i know they've kind of been saying that the uh variants are not that big a deal for the vaccines that the vaccines cover but again it's like of course they're gonna say that you know so yeah i'm not saying that i know that each and everything they're saying is a lie it's just i don't know what is and isn't and how much of it is a lie you know it's just like it's it's just something you can't really trust you know it's just what they say and it's like okay well that's what they said but we'll we'll see yeah well and also for me it looks like large parts of the world population are not going to be vaccinated in the next few years right mm-hmm. like just just many many countries are going to have people giving some form of corona to each other for a long time that's what it looks like right like even even if uh somewhere like ontario or you know i mean north america we get very high herd immunity or something like that from most of the current variants it's like to me i don't know i don't know the science but to me i'm thinking like well, I believe it, it's the curse of ham that is. <laughs> but like, you know, if people in Brazil are giving it to each other or maybe like India or something, or I'm not sure where, maybe somewhere in Africa or something where I feel like there might be a long lag before there's more herd immunity or something. I feel like people are just going to be giving it to each other. And it seems like a very obvious long-term problem that they'd be giving it to each other and it's going to mutate and eventually one of those is going to be you know what i mean like i don't feel yeah. like we have the infrastructure in place to stop another outbreak caused by a variant that's the only thing we so, need to build a wall you know well that's the that's i guess the whole debate now is about like these vaccine passports and all that kind of stuff like <laughs> yeah and uh, and <laughs> i mean i don't know i i i don't really see that as uh I don't know. Yeah, I just I'm 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 just worried that like because of there's all these coordination problems between countries and stuff like we're just going to get into this thing where I don't know. It, it's like uh well, I don't know what was what did Chris Rock say about pharmaceuticals or something like that? It's not the it's not the cure, it's the re-up or something <laughs> like they they I feel like that's I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what it's uh, uh yeah. I feel like that's the strategy of a lot of these pharmaceutical companies is that like, yeah, exactly. They're just yeah. going to, they'd rather have this sort of ongoing seasonal thing where they can keep vaccinating people and accepting that like the things, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 it's, 
it's too uncoordinated for any sort of conspiracy to work. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't view it as like, oh, there's some kind of pandemic kind of, you know, I don't really think it's that kind of a situation. Yeah. I think it's much more likely that nobody actually cares about the, the actual health crisis as much as their bottom line. Yeah. You know, so it's more like a bunch of people like, okay, well, what's in it for me? And whatever results in some sort of thing that looks like a, a solution to the problem, that's what they go with as long as everyone's making money on it. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's just a, the level of failure and coordination is so total that I think that even just insisting on it as the solution almost feels childish or something like that. You know, like if you're kind of like, oh, we should be doing all these things to try to totally stop the spread and and we should be doing like making sure that everyone gets vaccinated very quickly in everywhere in the world at no cost or whatever, you know, and that we should share that burden in different ways. Stuff that like any sort of basic public health person would have to say, like just, just as like a automatic, you know, basic kind of thing you would have to do. Um, the the lack of political will there seems so complete, especially mm-hmm. in the United States and UK and stuff that it's it, even just talking about it is just like talking about another planet or something. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we uh, fix yeah. this problem or something? I don't know. How come China isn't doing this? They're such like good commies and stuff. Isn't this their whole thing? Shouldn't well, I mean, they've done the- they've done a fine job, I think, internally. I don't know. But, yeah, that's all they care about. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I, little, very little blame can be going on them right now. I don't know, but like, uh, That's, they started this whole thing. I think we can blame them a little bit. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's just uh, it's their mess. They got to clean it up. That's that's how I yeah. feel about it. Not uh, that's one of the defeating kind of things of the last five years in a lot of ways is that like, I don't know. A lot of things have happened where it's like, man. Things were a lot further from being good than I imagined, or something like that. Like it's like, you know, what I mean, like that. It like uh, you can't go so... wrong underestimating it. You know, you just, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Try to think of the absolute worst thing, and yeah. probably that's about where we're at. Yeah, there was like a micro controversy online the other day where like Megan Day was saying, like the writer at Jacobin was saying some stuff about like defund the police, and just saying stuff about like that she thought it meant, you know removing money from police budgets and sort of shifting it over to other services and then maybe in the very long term trying to build you know total alternatives to the police completely like a abolition or whatever and a lot of people got very angry because they were like well no no no, we mean total abolition of the police like now it's like we're we defund the police means defund the police it doesn't mean like slow slowly reduce funding over time or something so and i to me, it was funny because it's like this whole debate is just so on another planet. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, we're talking about a society that you can't get a consensus about whether or not you should wear a mask if you're coughing or something like that. Like, it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you, like, where is the where is the political will for that? I guess there is this kind of like, well, if things are so far right right now that maybe they'll flip into being extreme left or something like that's the, that's the only solution or something. But to me, I just think like, I don't think that's how things work. 
no, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, but like the I main mean, thing, like me, yeah. Th- if things are super far left, they don't just randomly switch to the far right. Like, I don't know why it would go the other way. I, I think, I think anyway. I, like even, even then just holding that aside, is that like, it's like, pick what you're going to get angry about at this point. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, like don't, yeah. don't overinvest in getting angry about, I don't know, like police reform debates or whatever, uh, the language of it when like we're, we're at a point now where there's not even a consensus that like, I don't know, the cost, the medical, the cost of burden sharing for vaccines should be egalitarian or something like that. That's not even, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And stuff like, uh, one thing that I'm worried about too, is that, you know, a lot of rich countries have just blown through debt in the last year or two because of just the extreme costs of trying to sort of freeze the economy and help people out and stuff. Um, even, I mean, people are not doing well. Like there's a lot of people that are not doing well, but like still the the scale of like the bailouts and stuff is just being enormous and like, not like totally unlike anything else in history, basically. And, uh, at the same time, you know, like what have poorer countries been able to do? Like they've got a lot of fiscal problems and stuff and they're taking on a lot of debt and stuff. And I don't know, I feel like there's going to be like a reorganization over the next five, 10 years to try to address all of these things. And well, it makes sense too, but, and it's, that's the thing is that like, I feel like a lot of poorer countries are going to be totally punished by it. And mm-hmm. yeah. that is like a very, very basic thing that shouldn't happen kind of thing in like in 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 like a global economy you wouldn't want that to happen it's like a very basic thing is that like you know we have this common problem that imposed a lot of costs we need to you know i don't know there was this there was this thing once i think paul krugman was talking about it uh he used like the greece situation uh he was talking about like the situation in greece where like you know, they took on a lot of debt and then got sort of punished by the European Union and stuff. So he's talking about the savings and loan crisis and stuff in the United States where, you know, in parts of the United States, especially Texas, just banks went like massively bankrupt kind of thing, right? Like these small banks, like a lot of them just totally failed and and uh, it sort of got bailed out in different ways and imposed a lot of costs. But because the United States is like a common market, and acts in a common way, it didn't like destroy the entire economy for years kind of thing. Right. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. of like Texas or something. Right. Like it didn't like, or a few other countries, like uh, States, like, because it just shares those costs. That's just like a very obvious basic thing that like a country has to do. And like, I don't know if we're that far away, it's like, uh, I don't know. It it feels like a defeating kind of thing to see that like not being, like, you know, learning these lessons over and over again and not doing anything about it. I don't know. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing is like when that's the situation, it's like, okay, I understand that I would prefer a radical answer to that, but like, let's not overheat the discussions between people who otherwise are, you know, sort of on the same general side kind of thing. I don't know. I I, I mean, the thing is people don't argue because they, they're trying to like, develop a solution that they're gonna what are they gonna do bring a petition to the white house or something like that's yeah. not really what those arguments are about sure yeah anyways that was kind of a sidetrack but just uh yeah i don't know it, it, 
Yeah, that 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 is like a general theme now for me online. Like, is uh, feeling very alienated today i said that like uh, it's like being in that scene in taxi driver when you're just driving when he's just <laughs> driving and seeing all like the low lifes on the street and he's just like grimacing yeah and he's the like rain is gonna come wash all the scum <laughs> off the yeah yeah and it's not like uh i don't mean it in like an alt-right kind of way i mean it in like uh oh why not <laughs> <laughs> sure i mean it in like anything like even even you know all the journalists who are, you know, trying to build little empires off of criticizing it and stuff, I guess. So, I don't know. Like, uh, You're I thinking more like a biblical kind of a thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a Frogs, very... Locusts? Yeah. I don't know. It's a very, very uh, grim culture right now. I don't know, in a lot of ways. So, just yeah. uh, very strange. I feel very alienated from it. For a while, it was kind of like saying, like, 20s brain... Where, like, I just thought a lot of these debates were people in their 20s, like, getting super excited about something and, uh, you know, exaggerating its importance. But it's not really that. I was wrong about that, maybe. I think that uh, it's it's just uh, something to do with the way that, I don't know, the little buttons make us anger, angry at each other or something. I don't know. So Yeah, but, our buddy you know. uh, Sean Moorhead uh, posted something about, like, do you guys think that something is like this whole year of quarantine and COVID stuff and all that has like unzipped something in our, in our brains collectively that can't be zipped back up. And uh, I don't know. Do you think it has anything to do with that? I, I think that that is, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that is creating more of like an audience maybe for mm, frustration. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like the main thing for something like Twitter is that like, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's like the same thing as like the fact that like computer parts are expensive now and stuff. It's like, there's just tons of people engaging a lot more. And, mm -hmm. uh, I think that draws in a lot of people who are trying to position themselves in a debate for a first time and stuff. And like, or, you know, I don't know. I just, it just seems to intensify it kind of thing where, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a website with like millions of people, but like the subcultures seem more autonomous in the past where, uh, you wouldn't have the just rage. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just a, but I, I just, I see it all the time now where it's like just a very bizarre, I don't know, like very commercial in a lot of ways, like very, mm -hmm. Like self promotion, I don't know, I, I don't know. So, but I yeah, I feel really detached from all that. Like it feels like something is happening very far away somehow. Yeah, like I don't, I don't feel invested in it. I don't feel like it has anything to do with me or or even like reality that I can recognize. A lot of these kind of arguments and this like negative sort of attitude or feeling about everything. It, I, I don't know. I I guess I have stuff that I'm like kind of interested in feeling positive about. Like, uh, I mean, you, you were just talking about computer parts being expensive. I, I looked up, you know, we talked about this a while ago, how that was like a thing a few months ago, but it's only gotten worse and worse. Yeah. And I, I looked, I, I do this periodically. I look up the price of the video card that I bought mm -hmm. just to see what it's going for on eBay. It, I got it for 200. Last time I looked, it was going for 600, which was already insane to me. Like, this is like a, 
three-year-old video card at this point. Now it's going for a thousand. So at this point, my video card has appreciated more than like cryptocurrency has. <laughs> like it's yeah. crazy. Sorry, how much was it? Did you say it cut out for a second? Sorry. Oh, I bought it for two hundred. Then a few months ago, I checked and it was going for six hundred. And just a few days ago, I checked and it's going for a thousand. So wow. it's gone up five x. Yeah. And yep. yeah, you know, I'm trying to play the crypto markets and stuff. And if I made five x, like that's what I'm aiming for with some of the smaller bags I have. But my video card has already done that. <laughs> Maybe I should sell this thing. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. So I, yeah, like just stuff like that is like that's keeping me occupied. I'm I'm sure. having fun learning about this crypto stuff. Uh, you know, that's kind of exciting. the The market is really going crazy this month, so that's been fun. Um, the video card thing is kind of interesting. Intel's getting in the game, so that's kind of fun to to watch. They really screwed the pooch on their recent uh, CPU rollouts. I guess the reviewers are really taking them to task. I guess they just really put out a useless and overpriced product oh really um, yeah uh so i don't know it's just kind of fun to watch that all that stuff go down and then in, you know i go on twitter and people are just yammering on about some shit they're mad about and i'm just like what well, calm down everybody buy some ethereum yeah i think that yeah, it is kind of a strange thing where uh when i was uh i don't know maybe around 2004 2005 or something uh, 2006 i guess i i became that was when i sort of became extremely online kind of thing just mm-hmm. like posting all the time and stuff and and uh so for years after that i just had a natural orientation to chatting with people that i knew uh online just like I, that was basically what I was doing in addition to like reading and learning about different things and stuff. So, you know, taking courses or whatever. So it's just my natural thing was always, okay, get on the computer and then chat with people about what's going on during the day. And for a long period of time, I, you know, in my personal sort of thinking, I don't know if it, maybe someone could kind of prove to me that that was wrong, but like, it was very, very helpful and positive for me as like an outlet kind of thing, right? Like, uh, you know, I would do stuff in uh, real life too kind of thing, but like the internet was a very good outlet for me for learning about things and talking about things that I thought was interesting. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and, me too, yeah. And, you know, as like someone that was at the time, especially like super, super depressed, to be able to share that with people was very, very positive for me at the time. And, you know, it, it sort of became a crutch for me in that way where I just would be chatting with people every day for most of the day and stuff and just seeing what was going on in the news and just debating things. And, you know, that almost became, uh, it felt like almost like not a job, but like just that was what I was doing kind of thing. Like that was my main thing. And, you know, and then I would also be looking at like, okay, I want to take this course or I want to get into a master's or different things like that. And, had a lot of false starts for that. And then I finally did it and, uh, that was positive and stuff. But then in the last few years, because I, my account got more popular and stuff is that like, it's really, really changed the experience of, you know, just, uh, how I relate to the world in different ways, because it's like, 
I, I still have that kind of impulse of, okay, I have to, I wake up and I check out what's going on with my friends online kind of thing. And it's at a point now where it's like, it's just, that is not the healthy go-to thing to do because of how this uh, conversation has changed. And anyways, the, the main thing I wanted to kind of get across with that thing is that like, for most of those times when I was chatting with people, it was small communities or, or subcultures within those communities. It wasn't like, yeah. I wasn't reading every thread in like GBS on something awful or something like that. I was talking to a few people in different uh, forums or, if, you know, if it was the Rizone, there was only like a few dozen people that even posted there or something, right? So, right. Yeah, it used to have more like what a group chat is like today. It was sure. like that. And that was And that was pretty much it. It was like the group chat and then maybe stories online and stuff and reading books and stuff. But there's this very, very different thing where it's like a swarming thing where you're just bombarded with thousands of opinions all the time um, to the point where I can't even keep up with, like, if I if I ask a question, I can't read every response kind of thing. Yeah. Like there's just too many responses. So uh, that is a very bizarre way to approach reading things or whatever on the internet where you're just like, it's like a triage system or something. You're just trying to see what it is. And so basically I've got a lot of very bad habits that have, have built up over time um, that have uh, sort of come to a head with the fact that like everyone else is also online now a lot of the time. And it's in these massive giant communities where people are getting thousands of faves on posts, you know, the journalists and stuff. So there's thousands of people reading all these things and uh, that has no relationship to the sort of human scale sort of stuff. I don't know. So Right. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the things that get promoted on the timeline and all that kind of like what gets retweeted, what gets liked is stuff that has more like mass appeal. So it kind of has this, uh, I don't know, it, it sort of adopts a little bit more of the posture of like uh, of like mass market media, even though it's not, you know, sure. because it's just the way that would work like you, it's not organized chronologically by just like who's on there uh it, it's it's more about like who's getting retweeted and you know it's not necessarily that they don't like quote unquote deserve it like that's not really the issue it's more that it's like well people have more like they recognize what the what they're saying if it's a more of a some big news story right like everyone hears about that then people talk about it that will get more more play and then it'll just kind of overtake the conversation so yeah. it ends up being like this like mass broadcast sort of a thing. Yeah. And very lowest common denominator focused on the dumbest takes, the most negative yeah. opinions. Or like um, most obvious, you know, just yeah, like sure. knee jerk kind of like whether a lot of it is also, I think negative for that reason. Cause it's just like, this sucks because of this. It's like, well, yeah, that's exactly why it was published or why it's phrased this way is to make you kind of have that reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's a very large number of quote tweets now where they are saying something that's implied by the article. That's right. just like a very large number of things. Like uh, the headline will say something pretty much what is suggested and people will say, you know, either did we really need a study to do this? That's like the archetype of that. But there's also just a lot in that kind of vein of, I don't know, people just making the obvious point about it and stuff. and Yeah, this is normal to me, actually, when it's some yeah. weird thing that happens. Sure. Like, yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, it's just a, it's a strange thing, because I don't know, you know, 
this is that was sort of in a way like my main hobby kind of thing of an interaction and stuff with people and uh other than you know i mean i don't know if you would maybe put it as a hobby because i was considering maybe going into a phd program or something but like uh about learning about certain political stuff and that too that was the other side of it kind of thing and then that kind of in the last year or two has petered out in a way where i still want to learn about the kind of things but i'm not going to apply to a phd program or anything like that so um you know it's weird because it's like the the online stuff has dissipated in my mind as something that is valuable long term to me other than just keeping up with how people are doing and Mm -hmm. then the political stuff is also like i just don't care about the debates back and forth uh by people like they're just at the lowest level always and just very very snarky stuff about language and stuff and i i can't learn from that so i'd have to just be reading books about it and talking to people one-on-one and stuff so that's that's fine but because that was my sort of survival mechanism i think for many years uh i just don't have much else do i mean like i don't i don't have a lot of stuff going on where i'm like okay well i'll do this instead so i mean trying to like build up certain things about like reading about like different you know, just different computer stuff or whatever, different things that I could do. But it's like also just a very strange position where, you know, some of my my limited sort of income is discourse related in different ways, right? Like it's like, you know, the podcast is, is an ongoing sort of thing where we talk about a lot of different things, but it's still sort of in a way related to, you know, like if I deleted my Twitter, that would be bad for the podcast in a lot of ways. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just, sure. yeah. and uh I probably wouldn't get as many writing things over time and all that kind if of stuff. If I deleted so. my Twitter, it'd probably be good for the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so anyways, it's just a very strange kind of thing. It's like by accident, I built up a following within a website that I don't feel great about anymore kind of thing in a lot of ways. So, so I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like with you too, like, like I, I, I enjoy looking up things like learning things. Like I started, I bought like a book about like uh just I'm trying to get into like more technical kind of stuff that I think would be interesting to learn like Linux, like skip, like shell scripting and all this kind of stuff, like very basic computer programming and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just learning it and uh, just, just, you know, out of interest. And uh, I don't know. And there's stuff like that. And there's a lot of things I want to read long-term, but I don't know. I need to, I need to think of number one, other ways to make money so that I'm not like, you know, I, I feel like one way to make money is just to jump two feet in and be person that like argues with all the journalists all day long or something, but that's not healthy, I don't think. So, um, you know, I got to think of some other way to make money too, in addition to potting and writing every so often. And, uh, and then number two, I just need to like, you know, figure ways of logging off more where I'm actually doing social things and, and, uh, you know, so anyways, that was kind of a, a long thing, but you know, got some ideas out there that I've been thinking about for a while. So, yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. I've been, you know, I've uh, spent a lot of time this week uh, cooking. I've cooked dinner, I think pretty much every night this week. And that's been fun. That, that's been something that Tabs has kind of been doing a lot of. So I'm trying to help her out a little bit more with that kind of stuff. And it's been fun to kind of get back in the kitchen and make some stuff. I feel like I've been making some nice meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, like I said, I'm kind of getting into this crypto stuff and just, it's fun just to learn something, you know, it's it's like something that's happening in the world that doesn't have some kind of automatic, like political valence, you know, it's just like technology that's 
interesting. It, there's certainly downsides, but there, there's it's just like it has implications for the way the world is heading that it doesn't necessarily mean like i don't know you don't have to kind of stake out some kind of like position on it you know what i mean sure. you can just kind of see like how does this work and what will how will this potentially change things so that's been kind of fun to look into and i'm trying to learn about how like the markets work like how do you read stuff you know like technical analysis and all that kind of stuff so it's just a fun little exercise and like learning how to do things and potentially make some money on it hopefully mm-hmm. um so that's been good and uh you know we're still looking for an apartment we talked about that last week that that one place that i was talking about fell through someone got ahead of us in the application process and got the place so we're still hunting and mm-hmm. um yeah you know um there we're, we're being a little picky about it because our landlords allowing us to go month to month so we can kind of like look and look and look. And then if we don't find anything that month, we just say like, yeah, we're staying another month. And then we just have another month to look. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. So hopefully we get a really nice place where I'm, I'm really trying to find a place that is within our budget and kind of hits all of the, the, you know, the check boxes on what we want. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I like your place. That I like your place now, but it'll be it'll be neat to see. I don't know. I wonder if you'll be moved. I assume you'll be moved by the next time I'm, I'm able to get out there. So, be nice. yeah, probably, probably it'll be sometime this summer. Right now, yeah. we're looking at June first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the place we have now is a little small, and there's just all kinds of problems in terms of like the upkeep of the building. It's just not been taken care of very well. So all of the kind of issues that you would have with something like that have been popping up over the years and uh and now the price of the rent is going to go up with new ownership so it's just time to kind of bail and find a different place sure we may end up paying a little more than we would if we stayed here but potentially not even the the prices on on the housing market is kind of it's just all over the place like we find one place that's like really expensive for some reason we can't tell like it's really not that great and then another place in the same neighborhood, same, you know, two bedroom, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's nicer and it's cheaper. And it's just like, it doesn't really seem to make any sense. So I don't know if like, it's because of, um, just like, like people are just trying to get things filled or something like that or what, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I have high hopes for it. I'm kind of like looking forward to the idea of like having a nicer place, you know, Mm-hmm. kind of talked myself into that like at first i was a little bit concerned about like i don't want to pay more in rent i'd rather just stay here and save the money even though that's not really an option but that, that's kind of what i was not wanting to give up and now i've kind of just accepted that like yeah it'll be nice to have like a nice like sunny apartment lots of daylight and bigger space and bigger kitchen and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah looking forward to that and, uh, and like I said earlier, Ramadan's around the corner, so that, that'll that be good. It's been a little bit of a struggle for both Tabs and I keeping up with our, our practice, you know. So Ramadan's always like a good kick in the butt to kind of get back on things a little bit harder. So yeah, yeah it, it'll be a good like reset button in a lot of ways. Uh, I think that I wouldn't say I've gotten fat, but I've gotten a little bit of a belly, quarantine yeah. belly. And, mm-hmm. uh, maybe this will help out. Ramadan usually doesn't work out that way, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but 
Yeah, people actually tend to put on weight during Ramadan because they like eat a whole lot and they kind of use it as like a, it's like a, you know, when you eat, you eat like, oh, you get to eat this stuff. You know, you kind of eat like special, like, sell, you know, like holiday kind of thing, you know, like you sure. eat all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't normally eat. So a lot of people end up gaining weight, but I'm going to try to use it as like a, a way of like um, just restricting how much junk I'm shoving into my face every day. So, yeah, if we, if we can coordinate it, we should, uh, talk to Tabas about that one day too. And, uh, I, I'm kind of sure. wondering how she's going to be able to, um, handle it with her new job and stuff. So that might be difficult. I think, well, it would be difficult for me. I don't know about for her, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, that's what she's been thinking. She's like, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And it's just like, you just do it, you know, <laughs> it, yeah. it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she hasn't been on the, the podcast for a while just because she's been crazy busy. Like she mm-hmm. pretty much just works really hard through the week and then the weekends is just like, just has to recuperate, you know? Sure. So yeah. I've been trying to do what I can to help out, you know? Uh, I had a lot of time off this week. So like I said, I was making dinner and I've been trying to do a lot of the chores around the house and keep the house tidy and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, coming becoming a little bit of a house husband here, I guess. Sure. But that was always my dream. So mm-hmm. it's nice to live your dream. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How, so. It, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask how the weather is in Chicago right now. Is it nice? Have you been going for walks at all or anything? Or It's, yeah, it's pretty nice. Um we've been going for walks here and there but not a whole lot not as much as we could be to be honest but um it's it's just like there's been a few days where it's like cold and then it's nice for a little bit and then it i don't know just kind of the timing of things hasn't always worked out and we just have a lot going on like with the apartment stuff we got a lot on on our plate so it's just like if if we have free time it's like okay well now it's time to work on this and if we take care of that then it's time to work on the next thing and there's just a lot going on yeah. Um, I guess that's one thing that I've done in the last week or so. I, like the last, I don't know, week, I think I went on three or four walks around the block and stuff, just down by the lake mm-hmm. and things. And uh, um, that's been good. I don't know. I feel like it really does affect me, like just uh, getting a bit of exercise. It just it, Like I try to walk pretty quickly, so I'm sweating and stuff. And uh, it, it really does like improve my mood and health and stuff in different ways. I can kind of feel it, so... Um, I feel like I have more energy to do things and stuff when I do that. So, yeah, it's funny how that works. You know, like if you're, if you really aren't doing anything, then doing a little bit of exercise, it's like, oh, I have no energy. I don't want to do that. But then when you start doing it, you get more energy. It's a, it's a funny thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess I also, this week I read, um, a book, uh, the people's Republic of Walmart, and we're probably going to talk about it on the bonus episode, but. Um, that was, uh, I don't know, it was good to just sit down and read a book cover to cover pretty quickly kind of thing. Like just, you know, um, I bought a few books that are, as I said, like just different sort of technical skills that I want to learn about thing. And I'm watching the MIT has a bunch of great courses online about different tech related things and stuff. And, you know, like, uh, introduction to computer programming and all this kind of stuff. And, so that was something that I knew, like in high school, I had some friends that were really into computer stuff. Like, you know, one did, a, I think a master's in computer or sorry, like a, 
degree in computer science and another did like math and stuff. And I, I sort of learned osmosis from them, a lot of stuff, like just little things. Like that's how I learned about what Linux is in the nineties and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I was sort of like around that. I didn't really absorb much of the actual skills, um, because I was so interested in politics and stuff instead, but you know, it'd be, I think, you know, I have like a long-term sort of thing I'm thinking of now where I'm trying to think of different skills I could learn in terms of like cooperative economics and like the management of cooperative institutions and how that relates to um, open source code and all this other stuff. Like just uh, I'm trying to think of like basically like if the world does become more socialist in different ways, like over the next 20, 30, 40 years, like what kind of skills do I want to be part of that kind of thing, you know, and what kind of cool projects can I work on in the meantime and stuff. So I don't know. That's my kind of long-term thinking about this kind of stuff. So, yeah. You think that's going to happen? You think the world's becoming more socialist? Um, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's possible. I, I, f- I feel like uh, to me, it's not, it, it doesn't really matter about the cast of the overall society at this point to me as much where like, I think that's like a, something I'd like chip in towards maybe like if, I don't know, different projects, whatever. But like, to me, it's more like what kind of capacities can we build for different sort of like socialist leaning kind of institutions and stuff. Like, I don't know. I was thinking of it as kind of like in the gray area between government and uh, markets kind of thing where there's a lot of projects that people work on that, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, I have, I have kind of like hippie ideas about a lot of this stuff in some ways where like, I feel like a lot of the left podcasts and stuff to me are almost like a, their own alternative media kind of thing. Like I still have that nineties, two thousands view on a lot of that stuff where, where there was always this dream of like building this alternative cultural landscape or something. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that it's marginal now, but is going to have to think of new ways of, you know, organizing to provide alternatives to people. And this, that's the way that I'm looking at it now is not really as much as uh, necessarily like completely transformative in some individual way, but more like what kind of projects and institutions can I be a part of or support in different ways or just enjoy. That's, I mean, that's the, the main thing is just like enjoy in different ways, right? Like just, being able to there's so many people that are funny that are putting out really interesting stuff and there's so many like good writers that i know and stuff it's just that like they they need they need new institutions and new ways of doing things that aren't just like you know the big companies and stuff because mm-hmm. um i don't know like it's uh I, I don't know to me it's like it'd be cool if it became dominant but it's also like i i really treasure that little space that's being created so yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah so i don't know uh i wonder if people like if if you know we were talking about like twitter being like extremely negative and just kind of chaotic and everything nowadays i wonder if a lot of people are actually just doing okay you know and yeah. on twitter it's just twitter is its own universe where you just go on sure. there and, and spew crazy stuff because i know that's what i do like i just i don't like, <laughs> i don't treat it like 
it, it's not as connected to my real life you know it's just like this place you can go and just like say whatever you want just for a goof you know so i wonder if people like they're not necessarily trying to be funny or something but it's just like they get their rocks off in different ways and it's not really like sure a, a big part of their life you know like the way we see it like we just see the twitter personality you know but there's a whole other person behind that that is, maybe they're just fine you know <laughs> and they're not just like frothing at the mouth about whatever they're like ranting about on twitter you know it's just something they do yeah and i think that like if you looked at the mainstream culture at any point in the last hundred years or whatever you know at least it's going to be a lot of just junk out there kind of thing yeah. you just have to ignore it or pick what you like and stuff and uh I think that the difference is that as I'm getting older, like it's just getting to me more. That's probably, I mean, I don't know, you know, I mm. kind of gave a spiel about how it's uh, some structural thing, but it might just be my age kind of thing and stuff in different ways, like getting to the point where I just, I've in, you know, like, especially I think because I was interested in left wing stuff like 10 plus years ago. So I, I'm seeing a lot of the same debates or like bizarre debates that I thought were completely settled coming up again and, and uh, I just don't have patience for it. And I think probably part of it too is, as I was saying, that it's just that like, it's so much of my experience, the way that I've kind of fell into this trap online in different ways that like, uh, again, it's just like, you know, I'm not busy. I've got too much time on my hands kind of thing in some ways. That's that's the problem there. So, yeah. Mm. This is maybe is completely irrelevant, but I, I was thinking about Young Thug today, you know? Mm-hmm. And how we haven't really seen anything from him in, I don't know, like years, really. But he was like a the, a big thing for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about like when I first heard about him, um, it was before he became super big, but it was kind of like when he was coming up. And uh, he, he was really weird. Like he struck me as very bizarre. And I, I was like, th- this is really interesting. It's uh some of it's really good. Some of it is really not very good, but it's it was just very bizarre and different. And uh, it really shocked me that it, he became such a mainstream, like, big star, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, I wonder if that's what... It, part of that is just getting older. Like, uh, when I was, like, in high school and, and that age nothing could be too weird for me. Like, I was really into, like, any kind of, like, really weird music like the weirder the better you know like it was just it was just interesting to like how strange people could get with uh with music and stuff Mm -hmm. and then getting older like the stuff that strikes me as strange apparently is really not that it's not too strange for the mainstream you know like it yeah he definitely like adapted a little bit to become more popular and stuff but he's still weird you know Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about that too. Like maybe, maybe that's what happens when you get older. Like the stuff that strikes you as weird ends up being just sort of like what is acceptable or or like has has mass appeal, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's weird enough for the the kids to find exciting, and it's uh it's good enough that it, that it is interesting enough to like older people too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just like a general kind of thing that works like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I do have that sort of, you know, feel like fix-it-yourself problem kind of thing where it's like, uh, 
you know, I, I'm not saying that like there's some way that you can kind of intervene and fix the culture or something like that. I feel more like, uh, I don't know. I feel like almost like there's all these like leakages, I think of them as, or something like that, where, uh, there's just so many parts of our life that are dominated by weird big companies and stuff or like different incentives that probably don't fit our thing. And it reached in the last year, like a really, it felt like repulsive to me, you know, over time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I started getting back into like trying to think of ways of decoupling, you know, in different ways from some of that kind of junk, like just, uh, you know, not subscribing to the 10 streaming services or whatever, not, uh, not, you know, just trying to figure out some, I don't know, scratch out some alternative or something like that. So, I mean, I was thinking that I am lucky in some ways where most of the stuff that I consume is by people that I know. It, like, that's probably a, a cool thing. Like, I, I re listen to a lot of podcasts by people that I know. And uh, that's kind of, I don't know, that's a neat development. I think, I think that's a positive thing. Or like, I'm trying to listen to music more where it's like, you know, people that I respect a lot or something like that, instead of just random kind of junk or something. And, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I feel like, uh, it's, it's like a big process that I'm going through or something like that, where I'm trying to realign a lot of the stuff in my mind kind of thing. So just to get it healthier, I think, I think that there's like a, I mean, it's also just to do with food too, I think in a way where it's like, just, uh, I found it very, very safe to just eat junk and like, trash all the time and uh, even now when I'm cooking I find it very hard to cook anything other than just you know making pizza or something like that kind of thing like you know what I mean like just just heating things up whatever but like uh, I think that there, that's part of it is that like you kind of lean on things as easy things and that is heavily heavily supported in the culture in different ways like through marketing and stuff yeah. and uh, I mean stuff like uh you know, I would drink Coke Zero, just drink like cases of it a day kind of thing, you know, like just, just tons and as a way of sort of managing my anxiety. And it turned out that I don't need to do that kind of thing, right? Like it just turned out that, you know, it's, uh, it's been over three months now where I only have pop if I'm like, say at the movie theater or something like that, like I don't have it at home at all. And mm -hmm. uh, that is like something that like five years ago, I would have thought was crazy. I would have thought there's no possible way I could do that because I just drank it you know, even in the morning or something like that kind of thing, like just, you know, all the time kind of thing. So I don't know. I feel like there's probably a lot of things in my life like that, where if I just make small changes over the next few years, that my life will be a lot better in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Yeah. That seems great. Mm -hmm. I, I've been drinking a lot of, uh, so, you know, we have the Aldi right bias that we get a lot of our groceries from. So they have the kind of like the, the flavored sparkling water. And then they also have these really cheap, like lemonade drinks and uh, mango drinks and stuff like that. So I've been taking the lemonade, which doesn't have any sugar, so I feel okay about drinking this as much as I do. But like I mix the lemon flavored water with the lemonade, kind of like a eighty twenty split. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a sparkling lemonade. It's really nice. Yeah, just a, l a little bit of sweetness from the lemonade drink, and then mostly it's just the water. Mm -hmm. And I, re I really love like sparkling drinks. So that's been my mm -hmm. drink of choice lately. Uh, and I'm, I'm cutting out coffee, you know, yeah. uh, in preparation for Ramadan. So I've been cutting way down this past week and it's been fine. 
and next week I'm going to just quit. And then the week after that is, is Ramadan. So hopefully I'll be, I'll be set for that. So yeah, well, Mm -hmm. not looking forward to that, but I, I really like coffee. Like I do, I just like the flavor of it. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've started drinking a lot of that, like, uh, they're like little packages that you pour into it that are like lime, little lime crystals. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah, Into water and, uh, um, it's actually, this is one thing that is just a weird thing. I, I, we, uh, are on a well system where we live. So for years we just drank bottled water because it was like cleaner than the well water because of the way that our water system worked and stuff and just tasted better and all that kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. uh, um, we, we never really got out of that. Like our water system is better now, but we still just drink a lot of bottled water. So, uh, that, I mean, that just, I don't know. It's just like a minor thing, but it just creates so much waste kind of thing. You're just throwing out like tons of these bottles and stuff. And I drink tons of water during the day. So I don't know. I mean, trying to think of like, you know, I tried, uh, I don't know. It's just, that's, that's the little kind of thing like that, that like bad habits like that, that I just want to work on over time and stuff. But drinking the bottled water with the, real lime stuff and that is uh has been a good way to get off the caffeine i found because it's like doesn't feel like you're just you know drinking bland water all day yeah yeah that's good Mm -hmm. yeah i'm glad to hear all these uh yeah this all sounds very positive don yeah i mean i kind of went on a jag about how negative i feel about certain things but i think it's important to to find ways of then going okay then what is the negative thing leading towards that's positive or something, right? Like what can I find the good in it and then work on that in different ways and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it does bear fruit eventually, I think in some ways, like, uh, if I hadn't have spent all those years reading about different things and, uh, you know, having different experiences on the left and all this different things, we probably wouldn't have much to talk about. You know what I mean? So, I mean, on, on my side, at least, do you know what I mean? Like, so, uh, it, you know, even just having these little, uh, projects and stuff does end up bearing fruit down the line. It's not like, uh, um, which is important to keep in mind for me because sometimes I feel like I'm just constantly, it's like I'm preparing for a job I'll never have or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like building up all these skills that don't go anywhere. Like, uh, like, uh, oh, uh, the, the guy on Arrested Development, whatever, the, who, who just goes to school all day. I don't know, whatever. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, like the Buster, mama's boy. Buster. Yeah, Buster. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, I don't know. So, but yeah, so I don't know. I feel positive about that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Arrested Development, we started watching Ozark, which yeah. has the, uh, Jason Bateman, like the. Yeah the main guy in it it's been it's been pretty good it has a real like breaking bad kind of vibe and i i enjoy breaking bad well enough i guess mm-hmm. um, this has like less humor i guess but it's it's still very similar kind of story and like the plotting is pretty good the writing is a little bit cringy like especially the dialogue at times but it seems to be getting better we just started the second season so i wonder if they just had like some try hard moments or something in the early episodes or something, but 
Yeah, it's pretty cool, and that that area seems really beautiful. So I'm, I just any any place like any uh, TV show or any movie that has like a nice setting, like where they just have lots of shots of like a beautiful landscape or something. I always enjoy that. So like this is this is pretty good for that. Yeah, is there like a lot of violence in it, or is it just there's I I would again compare it to Breaking Bad. Like it's not okay. constant, but it, it there you know, there are like intense moments of of violence. Yeah, mm-hmm. I avoided it for a long time because the thumbnails and stuff that popped up on Netflix made it seem like it's just like constant torture sequences. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. And I I mean that that happens, but it's not it's not like every episode for twenty minutes or something like that. It's just, sure. Yeah. Um. I was watching for a while the the Expanse on Amazon. Um, oh yeah, it's like a sci-fi thing. Yeah, it's very it's funny because I don't know. I guess it's based on books or something. I'm not sure, but like it really felt like I don't know. Like it's it's sort of cheesy and really like uh, I don't I don't know how to like it's just broad. Like it's very it feels like uh, like all the elements of a normal sci-fi tv show you might expect kind of thing uh like sort of in the vein of like battlestar galactica i'm not sure if you ever watched that or whatever yeah i actually like that show quite a bit yeah so it's it's like that kind of although maybe not as uh like battlestar galactica has that sort of funny fake pretentious thing on it you know where it's like it trying to like create mystery about silence and stuff i feel like in the first season or so of this show there's less of that maybe uh, but there's like, uh, it's still very, very like, you know, just hammy acting and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, world building kind of stuff, just, just silly future humanity things. And it's, uh, it's about like logistics, most of it, you know, like the show is actually around, I don't know, like it just, it, it focuses a lot on this like economic system in the future where the outer colonies and stuff are really exploited and stuff so um, okay instead of like everything being you know like uh you know in some shows like everything is either like this bland tech future where everything is you know just provided for like star trek yeah. and stuff Re- replicators just make everything out of yeah. magic yeah. yeah and then uh star wars has more of like the trade stuff and that and like you know backwaters and all that kind of stuff but still not really anyway this one feels more like it's actual like economics at play maybe or something to some extent but uh but still so cheesy that i don't know people people really say that they love it like that's like a a lot of people online really seem to really enjoy it but i don't know i always feel like uh i still feel like uh it's like, yeah, but it's not really though, right? I, I always have that, like, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like it's a, it's like, to me, it's like, this is like watching like WandaVision or something like that, or like one of these Disney TV shows. It's like, it feels like a way of killing time or something. And it's like, it, it, it feels like maybe like a C plus show or something kind of thing. Like, it's like right. good enough that I'll watch it for a bit maybe, but like, it's not actually good. And, mm-hmm. uh, but then I realized that most of the media I consume is now is criticisms of other media like that's just what it, what it is like i'll watch like uh that red letter media stuff which is mostly just reviews of movies they didn't like and stuff and yeah um 
I watched like old Mystery Science Theater 3000 episodes and I realized that like I've already listened to three or four hours of criticisms of the Justice League movie that came out, the <laughs> Snyder Cut thing. And yeah. I haven't seen it and I don't plan on it kind of thing. So yeah. That's funny. Know. Same with like Wonder Woman, the new one that came out looked really bad. So I listened to a bunch of the criticisms of it, but I have no interest in ever seeing it and stuff. So I don't know. That's like in a weird cultural moment. I don't know. So yeah. 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 There seems to be like a subgenre of human that is like TV people that are like mm-hmm. really into TV shows and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's always like kind of like flavor of the month kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever, it, it, enjoy your TV shows, but it, it does feel a little bit like your friends, like improv group or something, you know, that they kind of like force on you and you're like, yeah, this is, this is fine, I guess, yeah. you know, it's like not really <laughs> very good. I don't know. Yeah. The only show that I've, I've watched recently that I really enjoyed a lot and was like, I liked it for what it was and thought it was like good. You know, it wasn't just like trash to watch or something was that HBO's Deadwood one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that was good. But even then it's like, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, but this is still so like, I don't know. It's like cheesy and kind of goofy and weird. And it's, there's good performances in it and stuff. And I like it, but it's also like, I don't know. Maybe there's like some secret, maybe it's just like high art or something I need to get into or something. Get like, uh, find some like, uh, I don't know, you know, just learn about like good, good things that are made by experts or something instead of trying to find good things on television or something. I don't know. So, well, be careful. Ed Buck went down that road and (laughs) yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, should we hop into questions at this point? Sure. All right. So let's start off with this one. Nobody understands women on the internet as much as get fiscal. People should appreciate him more. Oh, not a question, but nice comment. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's wrong in many ways, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I uh, thank you. So. Sure. So another thing about you here, Don, why is Don retweeting less gal got it? Uh, content and more Gina Carano is Gina a better friend to him than Gal is there trouble in friend paradise um, yeah I mentioned this the other day but I really like uh, Gina Carano is Twitter right now because she just uh, it's all like memes that are like just text that say stuff like they want us to believe their lies but we believe our truth or something like that just like stuff like that like after getting fired by Disney like just just uh, memes she gets off Facebook or something or like Instagram or something. I don't know. And she just reposts them and just like one or two a day or like different clips. She, she retweeted Larry, the cable guy the other day, like some joke he made about like how the bill of rights was like his only vaccine passport he needed or something. And like, just, just stuff like that. And uh, I like her because she's obviously just like some random person that became a celebrity by accident. Like that's just what happened. Yeah. I mean, and, she was like a MMA fighter, yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. And then they tried to sort of, uh, do the flip over kind of thing where she became like an actress. And she obviously just was just like, yeah, just like a random person who wasn't in brought up in the, 
in the same celebrity culture and like knowing all the right things to say and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah. it, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to be too rude, but she obviously is not like overthinking a lot of the stuff, right? Like it's just not, <laughs> <laughs> she's just well, like. Yeah. But I also think like if you are, if you are thrown into that kind of world and it just doesn't jive with your sensibilities that you will go harder the other way more so than you would otherwise you know i think it kind of tends to push people out like if they don't fully embrace everything i think yeah exactly no that that is what has happened is that she uh she had this like whole process where uh she you know it was just basically i don't know like chewed up by the system and spit out kind of thing like where if people really attribute like way more malice to it than I think exists, I think that she just, uh, she thinks she's like a badass babe telling it like it is. She's basically like a lot of like, you know, people on Facebook that are like saying things like, uh, if you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best or and that kind of stuff. Like it's just, yeah. that's the level of mentality. Is that, and then, but she's in a world where everyone is just extremely angry at people like that now. So, uh, it's just a, I don't know. It's a very, very funny thing to me that like she, I don't know. She doesn't seem that self-aware about it, but like, uh, um, I, I mean, yeah. it's also possible. I, I think that's a very, that's a charitable, although likely kind of reading of this. I think it's also possible that there's like a, a more right wing oriented PR campaign around that, that is sure. actually running her account and do it like, specifically putting out that kind of you know making that impression on people because that's more relatable or whatever you know what i mean like yeah, i think yeah, that's yeah. entirely possible too that's true yeah i mean she is she has been absorbed into that universe and um and i'm sure that that is on autopilot in some ways but um i don't know i just find it funny because uh it's uh it's yeah it's just like an oddball kind of thing so Cause she doesn't really see like feel like she fits into that world completely. Like it seems like she hasn't to me, except, I mean, from what I can tell, she hasn't like internalized it to some extent. It's just kind of, she just finds it really funny or something. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to wait for the inevitable Joe Rogan podcast with her and see, yeah, yeah. see what he gets out of her. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how she could go four hours or whatever. I don't know. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Gal Gadot is uh, funny for that kind of stuff too, where I really don't know how much of it is the accent and just not articulating herself well in English. Like, because she's doing like, uh, I, I saw this one interview with her once where she was talking about, she has this show that she came up with for National Geographic or something like that, like on the Disney channel, like, uh, or something like that, like, uh, related to women's stories of like women fighting for change and all that kind of stuff. And she was explaining why she was interested in it. And she was just like, I think it's really important why women have stories. And just, just, she, she got across like zero information in the whole time (laughs) she was talking kind of thing. She just, I had no idea what she was talking about. And, uh, so she's another one where I can't gauge what, like, She's obviously smart enough that she's like rich and got like famous, super famous a lot through like, you know, connections and hard work and stuff like that. And like she set, she used the money to set up a production company is making a bunch of movies where she's going to star in them and stuff. So there's like 
a lot of strategy at play there, but at the same time, she like, you just, she talks and it's like, I don't know. I just don't know what's going on. So anyways, both of those good examples of me not understanding women too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I would say that that's, that's a charitable reading. The other option (laughs) is that it's just a front, like for laundering, like ecstasy money in Israel. (laughs) Sure. So, Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Will the Blue Jays make the playoffs this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, they got a good uh, team this year? Uh, main thing people tell me is that pitching's not too good, but like, uh, so maybe that will hurt them, but they got a lot of interesting young hitters and stuff, and uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like, I feel better about them this season than last season, and um you know they're obviously like trying like they they put enough money into it i think that like there's something going on there that they might be i don't know so they beat they they played two games so far and uh, they lost their second one to the yankees but um the first one they won in the yankees and they won three two in the 10th so that's pretty good nice so, yeah fuck the yankees yeah yeah dave uh you know big dave shared that article about the like there's new balls that they're using in the mlb and it they're supposed to actually dampen home runs and stuff, but it seems like it's actually the opposite. So maybe yeah. pitching is not such a big deal. Maybe they kind of are leaning into that a little bit, like in just going for, for like a hitting kind of emphasis. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I got nothing good to say about the Mariners, so we'll just sure. move on yeah. from there. Just another shitty year for the Mariners. Yeah. Um, all right, so just saw ISIS killed a bunch of people in Mozambique. Could Tom tell his people to take a chill pill or something? Uh, yeah, well, you know, people blame the CIA for all kinds of stuff, but the, the thing is you only see their failures. You know, our successes are hidden and kept secret from you guys. So, you know, every once sure. in a while some of these things kind of go wrong. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, just understand we're protecting your freedoms. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think of all the base nationalism guys like Nick Fuentes defending Matt Gates? Is it time to admit that being based is the same as being a pedophile? I mean, I don't know. It just seems like red team, blue team stuff, really. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's much more to it than that. Yeah. I mean, they're all obviously cynical and don't really care about any of the things that they talk about, except like, I mean, they're just trying to get paid, basically, so... Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't have a much of an opinion about the whole Matt Gates thing. He seems yeah. like a scumbag. Surprise. Yeah. I, I this is also another thing. I think I think like a lot of it was like funny, but uh, I I yeah. really don't know how. I don't know. You see people like get angry about that kind of stuff, like, and it seems like they're actually angry. And uh, maybe, I guess maybe they're Americans, so they like might live there or like nearby or they might be affected in some microscopic way or something. But I don't know. I, I feel like those circuits in my brain have just been burned out where how, how can you, how can you not just chuckle or something like that? Like, are, are people actually like, Ooh, we got to get these guys or something. I don't know. Just, uh, it seems like weird. I don't know. Just like, just, just, uh. You know, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's like, this is what politicians do, I guess. I don't know. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Well, you should have voted in Trump for a second term. You would have drained the swamp. I got, you know, I I got, you bring it on yourself, people. Sure. 
Um, when are you both you guys going to realize that you only exist inside of my phone and that you disappear when I put it down or shut it off? Oh, I, I guess we just realized that. That's that's fine with me. I mean, sure. hasn't really affected my life. I've kind of, I, I I guess that works. Yeah, if I'm if I'm uh, if I disappear when you turn down when you turn off your phone, then that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, you should turn off your phone more because I seem to be up a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I find with like people online and stuff, uh, they just cluster to me in different like yeah. identity things and uh, to a very extreme degree. Like one of the things that I'm kind of dreading in a way is that I'm really excited about the idea of going to, uh, you know, going to the United States and other places, like just different cities and stuff and, and meeting some of the people that I've uh, talked to online for a while and just having more one-on-one conversations and stuff instead of, you know, just, just chatting online or whatever. And, uh, um, cause I feel like that's, probably better in some ways and uh um but one of the things i'm kind of dreading is that there's going to be so many people that i meet that are like we've uh we've chatted online for like 10 years and i'm like i have no idea who you are sorry or something like that you know like <laughs> just like uh, i mean like they'd be like uh you know i'm uh i don't know dirtbag pooed at 420 or something and i'm like no idea who uh i don't know not not even just no idea but like i might know like two facts about them or something mm-hmm. you know and uh, we've been mutuals on Twitter for like five years or something like that kind of thing. Just because certain things to do with the internet to me, like I, I approach them as almost as if like, it's almost like one thing just generating all of the ideas. Just like, yeah. a, just like a stream of, it's like a fire hose of uh, thoughts and they don't, they're just completely disembodied. So I don't know. Someone asked me the other day, someone messaged me and was like a- asking me about like, a DSA drama or something like something to do with all the different people running for the national political community in uh, DSA. And I honestly had no idea what was going on. Like I read the, I read the webpage and I couldn't tell what they stood for. Like it had all the points, right? Like it had all the, like, we believe this, 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 but I wasn't uh, rooted enough in the debates to know who was angry at who. Like to know, to know, like, you know, like the, like it all sounded like uh just standard G- DSA gibberish to me, like just standard, like, you know, we need to struggle in elections and beyond elections or something like that. You know, all that kind of stuff that everyone says now is just, it's like a, and then I wasn't sophisticated enough to know what people were trying, like what, what position they were trying to like angle against or something like, you know, so um I just, you know. And I have no idea what any of the personalities or anything involved and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know. I, so, yeah, I don't know. That That's that's uh, my experience with a lot of the stuff now. It just is like the computer has different colors that glow at me and I smile or not. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember on something awful like way back, someone once, I think this was like a sincere like criticism or something uh, like he said something to me like, you know, when are you going to stop treating people on this website like just a, like a a box of ghosts that you kick around or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's what we do. Like, you know, I, I don't get offended when other people treat me that like that's all we can do here. Like there's not you can't reach through the screen and make it real. And I'm not sure that I even would want to like. Sure. I don't I don't think it's such a bad thing. 
you know? Um, mm-hmm. you just take it for what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could definitely make friends o- online, but it, it, like like us, right? Like, that's a sure. good example. Like, we've known each other for a long time, and we don't really treat each other that way. But that, that just takes the same kind of thing as, like, uh, any other person you know. Like, if you just kind of meet them in some kind of random place, you're not going to... I don't know, like you, you kind of like, like at a, a bar or a party, like, or something like that, like the, there, there's this etiquette or, you know, there's, there's like norms around how you treat people there. And it's different from how you treat people elsewhere, or like work colleagues or something, you know, like there's yeah. a certain way of like a certain distance that sort of like just establishes part of it. It's the same thing with the internet. So mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, okay, how about this one? How do you guys think of the Free Britney movement? Should we be worried for, about it going from Free Britney Spears to install Britney as dictator for life to purge the anti-Britney clique from the earth? Um, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. Really know much about this. Um, uh, I only experience Britney Spears through like posts that women make about her fashions and stuff from the past. And, mm-hmm. uh, which are, uh, I don't know, they're fine, but I, I had this thing, like, I don't know. I just, I never, I, I never was like really into thinking she was super hot or anything like that. Like a lot of people. So I didn't, I never like tracked her career or knew anything really about whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate like the sort of retro, you know, people keeping up with things and following the things like. You know, another one big one people do is like X Files and stuff like that. You know, like where you just constantly see memes and stuff around that, and about uh, Julian Anderson and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know, I uh, I like that kind of stuff about online, but uh, no no real opinions about it. So yeah, I I also don't really know much about her or the whole free Britney thing. Although from what I my impression of it is that like it her dad or something has has some kind of weird legal powers over her and kind of like it, it seems like a bad situation that she should be freed from you know yeah. like I, I i that that seems like a in general like a positive thing i don't know people get super crazy about all that kind of stuff i wouldn't really be actually concerned about anything mm-hmm. coming of it that's like dangerous or something um, I, I do think it's interesting the kind of the retrospective sort of look at her career and the just the the culture around her at the time and um, a lot of like podcasts and shows that I've been watching that are you know they're not I- exactly like pro feminist type of stuff or anything like that but you know when they talk about this Britney Spears thing they talk about like old interviews and how like gross and messed up it was the way that they would talk to her you know she was like 17 or something and like asking her about like aren't you dressing a little slutty and you know are you a virgin and all this kind of stuff that's like Mm -hmm. just insane to be asking like a teenager but it was like okay because it was britney spears you know you sure yeah so i don't know that seems like a, a positive thing that like people who even aren't like kind of buying into the whole like woke kind of vanguard cultural movement or whatever are also looking at this as like you know what it was kind of crazy the way people were talking 
about her and to her and, and the way we kind of like thought about young girls and stuff. So sure. I think in general, that's a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're pro free Britney, I guess, you know, yeah. like very ignorant kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. way. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. We wish yeah, her well. So, yeah. Right. We wish her well. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's wrap it up uh, there. If you guys want to catch another episode of You Can't Win Every Week, you can do that by subscribing to our Patreon for $5, and you'll get uh, that second episode as well as access to our Discord where you can chat with us in our community. And if you want to send us in some questions, you can do that by going to our Twitter account at You Can't Win Pod, and there will be a Curious Cat link uh, posted to the Twitter account to send in questions anonymously. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys. Bye.